My name is Preston Grace, and I'd like to welcome you to the No Walls Podcast. Hello and welcome to the No Walls Podcast. My name is Preston, and I'm here today with our worship pastors here at The Brick. I'm here with Trevor McBain and Kyle Shelton. How are y'all doing today? What's up? What's up doing what's great. Up? Well, I'm excited to have you guys here. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode, I can already tell. And uh, yeah, so you guys are worship pastors. So uh, Trevor, you're the worship pastor, and Kyle, you're the assistant worship pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to start off with uh, you, Trevor. What What is that? involved like how what does it mean to be a worship pastor what's what's kind of your responsibilities here uh i think (laughs) i think if you would have asked me that years ago i would have had a different answer than what i do currently but i think it is as any pastor it is being able to juggle a bunch of stuff simultaneously well Mm -hmm. uh or 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 just attempt it at least um you're you're somebody that's paying attention to obviously music. You have to work with people well, you have to lead well, you have to communicate well. Um, You have to be sensitive to the environments that you're in, the rooms that you're in, the culture that you're um, either establishing or in the midst of. Um, Yeah, so juggling a lot of that, I feel feel like that's probably, probably a good, good indication of what it is to be a worship pastor. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you have, uh, we have Kyle as the assistant worship pastor. So like, what is, what is your role as, as the assistant worship pastor? So my role is more kind of the practical side. Uh, so I'm like very, uh, musically involved, uh, to where like, if there's like technical stuff with like sound or whether it be, uh, uh, other like connections with the board or something like that. Uh, I'm kind of the guy that is there to kind of fix it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, basically just kind of to uh, be an example just as, as Trevor is as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been interesting to kind of work as a team as worship pastors. Um, his like like speak I won't speak for Kyle but it, it, his role is is more like music director and stuff and yeah. so he's able to kind of the math and numbers and the science behind yeah. what it is to practically make a worship experience like function yeah. and then there is like I feel like I'm I'm more in like keeping everything afloat as far as like where we're going what we're doing how we're building culture what songs etc and stuff yeah. like that so absolutely and Kyle, you also do the you're also the worship pastor for our youth ministry mm-hmm. for yeah. Switch, right? So you kind of you kind of juggle both of those things, but kind of in different uh, different places. So that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So since we're talking about worship, since I got two worship pastors here, uh, what what does it mean to worship? Like, why do we worship? It's obviously we have a a tie to music, right? There's sure. like we've tied worship to music. Um, but like, do you think, is there worship like outside of music? Like what, Ooh, yeah. what is, uh, yeah, I just kind of like in, in your like own words, like what is, what is worship to you? For sure. Um, so I think, I think worship specifically in the realm of music is music is a universal language, mm-hmm. um, to where 
like everybody can kind of comprehend music to some capacity, even yeah. if, even if like say a spe- like spe- specifically worship music is very multifaceted. It has you know there's like screamo worship music, there's mm-hmm. country related, there's more of like the Hillsong United, more kind of like a oh I don't know mainstream pop kind of vibes at yeah. some point, like Coldplay kind of a vibe or whatever. And um, and so universally, music is a cool medium to be able to communicate like emotions and and and, and stories and connections and stuff like that. Um, I you asked if if worship is outside of music as well. Um, absolutely, I think um, we've had we've had conversations about it being like how you live how you live your life, what gifts um, your gifts, your callings, and stuff. Um, and I think how you, how you, how you steward those, yeah. how you steward them, um, can be a form of worship and as well. I think something with worship is, uh, a very big part of it is surrender. Um, just kind of giving back to the one who gave it all. Yeah. Um, it's kind of how I've put it in my head is like, since you gave everything, like I might as well give everything that I can. So that, that's kind of how. I see worship is is as surrender, yeah. um, and then in music specifically, uh, like Trev said, it's it's a it's a realm where everybody listens to music. Yeah. Like whether you're walking to a store or wherever, you're like, oh, I hear Ed Sheeran, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, yeah, music is such a universal language that really bridges the gap between like all people. Yeah. Uh, no matter like what you believe or uh, what road you're walking. It's it's super universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like <clears throat> we talked about, we've talked about a lot of the times of it's an opportunity for communication with Christ as well, mm-hmm. that it not only is an opportunity for response, um, but also like um, in questioning. And yeah. um, a, a worship pastor that I really admire, Stephanie Gretzinger said one time, um, in a in a sermon she was preaching that sometimes you sing a song because you believe it and then sometimes you sing a song until you believe it yeah so it's more of like a like you're asking is God is he good like he she was using um king of my heart as an example and she's yeah, like yeah. you are part of that song is like you are good you are good and she's like at the at one point I was singing that like a, are you good? Yeah. Will you please show me? Will you please remind me as like a question? And then there's other times that she's like, I've seen you be good and I'm responding accordingly. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Speaking of, uh, Stephanie, do you guys have like, do you, do y'all have some worship pastors that y'all really look up to and like that y'all really look, look to for advice and stuff? Like who are, who are some of those people for y'all? Um, so yeah, so obviously, like I said, Stephanie is, um, she's way up there. Um, Brooke, which is one of the worship pastors. Um, she has a funky last name and I can never pronounce it right. But, uh, Brooke from Hillsong, she is, uh, the worship pastor, I believe right now at the LA campus. Um, she's a huge inspiration. Um, and it it just, she, she pastors well, um, and I admire her a lot. Um, obviously the big wigs like Carrie Job. They present in a way, they sing in a way, they talk in a way that's like, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You're just telling us for firsthand accounts of like what your experience is like having a conversation with God. And so anyway, those, those are the first three that pop into my head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't exactly have like specific 
worship like pastors that that I just kind of I don't know gravitate towards uh I guess it's more towards like the group itself mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh yeah Hill Hillsong definitely has like uh a few of like the greats I guess you would say do you have like do you have like um, a like a team that stands out more than like a worship uh, team specifically that stands out more than another one because i that's what i was like mm-hmm. wait a minute yeah. there's like some teams that i think yeah. kind of stand out more yeah. so than an individual uh i think i think lately red rocks has been right that oh, for that's me. exactly yeah. what came to mind Absolutely. too yeah uh just like i don't know the uh content of their songs and just how how impactful that they have been like to like our team and our sure. people too uh has been really cool um but yeah I, I would say that they are probably that's cool one of the one of the groups up there for me mm-hmm. yeah yeah did red rocks kind of come out of nowhere or have they been around for a, a minute <laughs> so i actually my first time getting turned on to Red Rocks was How Beautiful Your Grace yeah. Um, mm, yeah. that we do here at The Brick. Um, and it was like one of the first Sundays that I was here, we did that song. And I was like, who the crap is Red Rocks? Oh, yeah. And um, anyway, I kind of think slowly I was kind of turned on to them off of that song. And their, um, their lead pastor, um, Sean Johnson, he is there. So Red Rocks is one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing church in Colorado. Wow. And so he has got, um, he's got a lot of spotlight opportunity lately through the growth of their church. And I think in the yeah. midst of that, he is very vocal about his personal struggles, about the things that he, he's been through and gone through and going through. And I think in the midst of that, um, of a fast growing culture. He has uh, obviously with creatives and musicians and, and artistic people, they're going to like attach on to those real life experiences of a lot of inspiration and stuff. Yeah. And then you're dealing with Jesus. So it's, right, he's yeah. very inspirational, <laughs> but anyway, they, they're taking on a ton of information and a ton of experience and they're putting it into music yeah. and it's working. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. And I think it goes through seasons kind of thing with a lot of the worship teams and stuff. I feel like it's I don't know if yeah. they pass the baton or what happens, but like like Bethel had a season where they were just putting stuff out that just it was like revolutionary and then Elevation and then Hillsong and then Upper Room and then I think Red Rocks is hitting their they're, they're in the middle of it right now and yeah. I, I I think what they're putting out is very special, very intimate, uh, unique. Yeah. Do you, uh so speaking of Speaking of Red Rocks, do y'all have a specific song that y'all are really, really about right now? Not necessarily Red Rocks, but just like worship song. Is there one that is, do you have a worship song that you like right now? And also, is there a worship song that you've known for like years that you could always like kind of come back to? Mm. So one, one that I can always worship to that I, that is like every single time. Well, I say every single time depends on who's leading the song. <laughs> Cause I, as an individual, as individual Trev, I usually I usually connect more so to the person that's leading it more so than the song. Not always. It's not not the rule or anything. But um, the song that comes to mind is um, "Breathe," and it's a Michael W. Smith song. But I don't really like how he leads it, so um, it depends on who leads the song. But um, Brooke from Hillsong, um, they did a conference, and it was like midnight 
they were recording and it was like a midnight service or something like that. And she bust into that song almost like an exhortation and just very just super chill, just her and a piano roll into the song. And I don't know, that's one of the top, probably one of my top 10 as far as like not being in the room worship experiences, just being able to like witness it. That was, oh my goodness, just transformational. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. But that's probably the the OG one for me. Uh, so one right now that I'm really, I'm like, it just hit some kind of way, man. Um, it's called worthy of it all. And I don't, I don't really know who, where, I don't know who does the original version of it, but CC Winans, uh, she does. And she's like a, she's like a big gospel singer lady. She got soul and all kinds of cool vibes, but she sings it and upper room. I, I heard a exhortation version, uh, from upper room, but it's called worthy of it all. And oh my gosh, it just like, it's like an, it is like an upper room song. You just, it just snaps and takes you somewhere. And anyway, those, those are two I'm vibing with this week. So one that comes to mind that I can just always get down to, uh, is as you find me, Yeah. yeah. uh, that song every single time, just like wrecks my world. Um, I think of you every time I hear that song too. Yeah. Cause of how much you like plugged in yeah uh yeah just it just hits in all the right places Mm. um and then uh one that hits right now uh really good is breathe miracles that's that's been one that's been like super just i'm just just vibing with it yeah 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 you know, the, another song that I think of every every time I hear this song, I think of you is "Sinking Deep." Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, every time I I'm like, I'm like, we've had some good drive around, and that song pops up, and both of us are like, oh, we yeah. forgot about this one. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway, we, "Sinking Deep" is one that I think of. Yeah, speaking of uh, "As You Find Me," there's a song off that album, which I love. That song. Mm-hmm. There's a song off that album that me and you were just talking about, uh, and it's "Whole Heart," mm-hmm. and that's the one that always hits for me. It has a lyric in there that says it's like something lifted up and my knees know it's all for your glory yeah. that I might stand with more reasons to sing than to fear. <laughs> and that's like yeah. when we were talking about how wordy that album is. Yeah. But you know, you were saying it has like another in the fire and Highlands and like all those on there. So is there a, is there a lyric that y'all have? Like, I know I already asked y'all about songs, but like, is there a specific lyric that like stands out to y'all that y'all been on lately? Uh, I think f- I I mm, I don't know. Like specifically, I don't. Nothing pops up. But anything that has a little bit of spice to it, a little bit of attitude, a little bit of like, like ooh, they're they're kind of a little. They get a little anger behind mm. there, or, or like like pa- or let's say passion. Yeah. They have like some definite passion behind that. Um, like on the song, like we were talking about Highlands at one point. Um, like there's the, the fact that the statement of you're just not that hard to find or even like on yeah. a whole heart when it's like, uh, um, look where my chains are now. Yeah. It's like, a, oh, yeah, you thought you thought you had me. But here's like the proof of how of your defeat. Those kind yeah. of just yeah. moments um, yeah. now here by Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of sassy, saucy moments in that one yeah. as well. There's a, a kind of a weird one. That I didn't think I would like, but I actually go back to quite a bit. Is uh, too good to not believe. Yeah. Uh, the Brandon or is it Brandon Lake? Brandon Lake is in it, I think. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at the end, it's like it's like uh, 
what does it say? It's pretty much just like, don't tell me what my guy can't do. Mm. And like, that's like the, the, oh yeah. Just, yeah. I know what don't you tell yeah. me he can't do it. Yeah. And like, yeah. it kind of has that yeah. kind of vibe. There's a, there's a, there's a lyric in that song that he talks about, um, like seeing metal or something like that dissolve yeah. Yeah, or whatever. Metal plates dissolve. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that happened in Tulsa. Really? That, that yeah. the story that he was talking about, we were, that was actually our, <laughs> our first, first time, time seeing there. Bethel in yeah. person or whatever. And that room was crazy. Really? It was crazy. But yeah, anyway, that event that he's talking about in that song happened in Tulsa. I didn't know that. Fun yeah. fact. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know y'all saw him whenever he was with Bethel. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We we saw. Oh my gosh, that was amazing concert too. Yeah. Uh, Bethany and I. I do you, how do you say your last name? Wardle. Um. At anyway, sure. her first name is Bethany, <laughs> and she's at Bethel. I don't know why they always got had weird names. And they have like Jen Johnson. <laughs> so, uh, but. Uh, Anyway, she sang Ain't No Grave, and I thought the roof was going to pop mm. off. That whole play, like we, every person in there was just bouncing, and oh my goodness, it was so incredible. And uh, Kyle, do you remember that exhortation from that night mm. where um, it's not weak to be weak or to want and, and to and, need? And Some, to need and to lean, yeah. And to lean, yeah, yeah, and that's lean, what it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Because that was like, that's like a concept, like a lot of the time you, well, anyway, the church, atmosphere that like I grew up in, I won't speak for Kyle, was the the vulnerability side of your relationship with Christ was something that it like it was said in passing, but to really camp out and talk about like the relational intimacy side of yeah. your relationship with Christ and to hear that in a worship service. I don't know how many times we sat and Kyle and I dreamed of like, wouldn't it be cool of having this church experience where worship could look like this and then the preaching could still be like this and then like this could be like that kind of a deal and just to kind of have that taste as we're walking in the door of the brick kind of like because that because the Bethel concert was like it was right in that area maybe even Mm would have been in December maybe or no no no, it was in the spring because because like Ryan and Haley were here and um Mm, and anyway to just to have like almost like it was almost like a love letter into the season that we're stepping into. It was yeah. really cool. Speaking of that, so y'all kind of had opportunities to like dream and like think and process before y'all ever got to step into roles as worship pastors. How is how is the way you've seen worship changed over the years? Because mm. I know like so you're talking about like there's different styles of worship. Like at one point, Under Oath was like a Christian band, right? Mm. Or like something like, like there's like yeah. things like that where it's like and like back then. I think that was like a lot more popular than it is now. Like I, I sure. don't hear like a whole lot of people listening to like screamo Christian music. Maybe maybe there is. Maybe I'm just not around them. So like there's <laughs> that's a possibility. Yeah. Um. But how is how has that changed for y'all? Honestly, I, I, like to me, it was I went into it with a structure, and I don't think worship experiences necessarily are as um, stuck to a structure as what I had initially thought. Um, And then on the other side of the coin is, I think there was a little bit of that, like we need to always come in and go with the flow of service, you know, and flow of how the Holy Spirit's going and having no structure. So I think I've been on both pendulums of like, like I want it to look like this and only this, too much structure. And then I've been on the other side that's been like, we will go in and we'll do whatever kind of a thing and we'll just flow. And there's a time and place for all three categories in my opinion, like structure with fluidity, way structure or um, just flow. Yeah, I think we've definitely experienced like Mm -hmm. 
all three. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the um, like I listened to Jen Johnson from Bethel. She talked about um, her and some of her worship team went and led worship at Lakewood, mm-hmm. um, which is um, Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which is yeah. Joel Olstein's church at Lakewood. And it's very punctual, very structured. Like they have they have they do TV footage and everything like that. So it has to be very structured. And I mean, is some people may disagree, but the Holy Spirit can he can work and do a lot of stuff in about an eighteen minute span. Yeah. And you don't need to go into this like seven hour worship set to be effective. Yeah. But then also you go to Bethel and they don't even turn their clocks on. Like right. it, it, like service starts at nine, but it may end at seven p.m. Right. You know. Um, and then there's kind of those happy mediums of like we you know we're at a conference and there's a community there's somebody communicating after us, so we need to keep it within thirty to forty five minutes. You know, kind yeah. of a feel. Yeah. But anyway, I've listen to Jen talk about that it's like depending on the environment and the situation and stuff so I guess the best way to answer it is like growing up uh like I had always been in like a very small uh youth group Mm -hmm. uh that was very much like uh it was acoustic at first uh and then there was like a band like a little youth band uh, and, uh, that was like probably my first time, uh, having like that type of worship music, uh, introduced to me, uh, that wasn't on like K-Love or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then like, I got, I got like a little bit of a taste of, of what it like worship could be. Uh, we went to False Creek for uh for a summer mm-hmm. and it was like there's like 6000 7000 people 7000 kids uh all like singing the same thing and have like the same mindset uh and that i think that for me is when it kind of shifted to like oh yeah this can be like a lot bigger um and it's not even just like the instruments or whatever, but just like, uh, I guess the heart position behind it. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's not about like, like the show or whatever, but definitely about, um, the heart and about like seeing lives changed. Mm. Yeah. And it's the marrying of the two. It's, it's the yeah, excellence sure. with the heart position. For sure. For cause, sure. cause like we've, we, I don't know how many times we've talked about like, it's like yeah, so so like if you focus too much in on excellence and stuff with the without the heart position, it's like it leaves you kind of hollow. But then mm-hmm. also if it's like you come in with a beautiful heart position and you have no capability of of bringing a level of excellence, you're going to mm-hmm. be a distraction more so as a worship leader, yeah. as a worship pastor. Yeah, yeah. If you're leading a room, I'm, that's what I'm talking specifically yeah. of like if you don't come in with that heart position and like who are you singing to, what are you singing about, where are you singing from. Um, or, or playing, you know, it's not just singing, yeah. um, yeah. you're going to be a distraction and something our lead pastor, Jared says that, um, to us every single Sunday morning is that our job as a worship team is to uh, align people's emotions with what scripture says is true. Cause we walk in with real life circumstances. We walk in with real life emotions and we want to help 
take walls down, not build walls. So, um, (laughs) no walls. (laughs) 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 And anyway, so my, (laughs) 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 he did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, so our job is to soften hearts and to take walls down to be able to be better accessible to like what, what is laid on the communicator's heart to like what is laid on their heart that God laid on their heart yeah. is what I was trying to say. Whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever God laid on their hearts for them to hear that day. Yeah. And so soften hearts, yeah. take walls down. And it is the, it's the happy medium. Oh, like you were saying, Kyle of like, mm-hmm. it needs to be excellence met with the right heart position. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And it's both not, you can't one, one yeah yeah no one yeah. or the other yeah for sure um yeah do you, so speaking of like heart position you know like if you walk into an experience like a worship experience uh even here you can see like there is um diversity in the way people engage mm. and so you'll see some people with both hands up and they're jumping and you'll see some people with their hands at their side and they're just like kind of like looking at the screen and maybe kind of you know uh maybe they're thinking maybe they're praying I, you know you don't really know but um what is it what does it mean to engage in worship? Ooh. So I think I think going back like you said, going back to a heart position mindset, engagement in worship is I think a level of moldability mm-hmm. um and flexibility and and I don't know. I used to. I used to. From the stage, you you kind of observe like, man, nobody was very expressive today. Nobody was moving. Nobody was getting emotional. Nobody's hands were in the air. That kind of thing. And we, Kyle and I, led worship one time, and I was so frustrated with this particular couple. This particular older couple. They stood there, and you would have thought their dog died. Like, they just looked like they were having the worst time ever, and I was so frustrated. And I think if I remember right, Kyle, I may have not directly called them out or anything, but been, like, like explained why it is so important from this day. This is a long time ago, but very important. Like, like why? This is worship. Like, this is supposed to be an incredible thing. It's not, a like, a story that you're, like, oh, that's cool that I heard that. It's, like, no, this is life-changing engagement. Like, yeah. this is, like, lifeblood to your daily walk whatever but anyway at the end of the service this old man that drove me crazy this entire worship service comes up to me talks about how much he was blessed how much of a great time that he had and gives us gas money and then walks off and i was humbled like nobody's business um (laughs) by jesus at that point because it was like if it always looks how you think it should look then you're you're missing me in it and so I just was like, oh, yeah. crap, I don't know anything. So I'm just going to shut up and do what you tell me. And yeah. so. Yeah. I feel like as we have grown as pastors mm. um, throughout everything that we've been doing is seeing how different people process sure. worship. Sure. Um, and sometimes uh, it's just like it's it's all it's all in the head. Sure. Like they. uh it takes a lot for them to process like, okay, what do those lyrics mean? Yeah. What, what does this mean? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you have your other people that really have like a free concept of mm-hmm. like, okay, everything's, 
the chains are broken, blah, 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 and the dancing around, raising hands and everything. Yeah. So uh, it's not that one way is a right way, just like how, how do you, how are you getting closer to God through this moment of worship? Mm-hmm. And if it's not raising your hand, like, cool. Yeah. Uh, but also if it is, like, cool, do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it. I think it also goes back into kind of the surrender part of it too. Um, is maybe maybe you're called to like raise your hands and have that moment of like surrender, yeah. uh, like like have that call to action, like sure. like go forth and do that. <laughs> sure. um, uh, but also don't feel forced Absolutely. to have to do that too. Like. Like everybody, raise your hands right now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, like you were saying, um, processing—it's different. Yeah, time. it's different personalities. Sure. That's the enlightenment of like here at the brick, and it, like in comparison to like our journey, because we mm-hmm. we have been in music and stuff with each other for years. Like what? Yeah. What is it? Six, eight. Uh, Eight years in August. We've known each other eight years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is. Uh, it's that position. It's the. It's the processing. It's like learning at the brick. We learned, um, you know, like the Enneagram and the Myers Briggs and like per, just personality types and stuff like that. It's like I'm a feeler and an external processor. So it's like a lot of the stuff in a worship service is I'm processing as I'm reacting to the worship song or the worship moment, whatever. And then another per- person's personality may be like, it's like I'm absorbing now the concept that I'm wrestling with while I'm in the midst of this worship experience. And tonight in my quiet time before I go to bed is when I'm going to truly connect in a more intimate way with Christ because of what seed was planted that morning in a worship service. Mm -hmm. So to say, to say that one form of worship is quote unquote better or worse than another, what I think is um, another one is I think maybe a little, a little goofy because, um, to be human is to like, there's not a set rule for everybody kind of a thing. Um, we don't, we don't all think the same or process the same or. Yeah. I know there were worship experiences. Like, so one of the first like times where I feel like I, so I've been in worship experiences like my whole life. Right. But like one of the first times I felt I was in a room that like felt heavy. Like I felt like I left being like, I experienced worship today was like, uh, I was actually in your living room, Trevor, and we were having, uh, a, Oh wow. It was a life group. And like in the life group, the last one we did like living room worship. So like Kyle was playing an acoustic guitar and like, we had it like, I was just blown away by how, like the voices we had in there because mm-hmm. it's like it's super cool to have a whole worship team yeah. in a living room just like singing acapella with an acoustic guitar anyways and like it was in that moment and like i remember at that time like i was i don't know if i was singing along i was probably like sitting there with my head down just kind of staring at the floor because I, I still didn't know all you were i can either. see you yeah. in the couch yeah actually and like mm-hmm. but like so like on the outside it's like this kid hates us like he's just like what why is he even here but like <laughs> on the inside i was having like this like holy like god is in this room right now and like i've never experienced this before Mm -hmm. and like uh yeah and i like had like a legit like revelation out of that and Mm -hmm. so like that was the first time i'd ever experienced worship and since then the way that i worship is a little bit different and 
uh, a lot of times I'm running sound, so like I don't like that time on Sunday isn't necessarily I'll, I don't always get to give my full attention to that. Sure. Um, but I've I've noticed that like the way I worship is different now, like the, the way and it seems like it is kind of an evolution in like maybe spiritual maturity or something. And like, sure. I'm not saying that you can like look at someone and tell how spiritual mature someone is by the way they worship. Maybe you can, maybe you can't, I don't know. But it's like, it is crazy how like that changes over Absolutely. time. And it's the, like the milk and meat concept right. in scripture. It talks yeah, about absolutely. like, like when you first start, start off, everything is bright and shiny and new. And it's like, you can be, you can be sustained on a minimal amount, but yeah. as you go deeper and as you grow, and like you said, spiritual maturity, it's like, now I need a steak. Right, <laughs> I yeah. need some meat. Yeah. yeah. What well, that's actually kind of leads me into my next question is, uh, what is, what does worship look like for y'all throughout the week? Because mm. I would imagine, obviously y'all are worshiping from the stage, but like I know from playing drums, that's kind of more of a pouring out a lot of times Absolutely. and it can yeah. be like a filling up, but a lot of times it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Uh, so how do you guys like fill up throughout the week? Like, is it, do y'all listen to a lot of worship music? Is it scripture? Like, how do you get prepared for, for worshiping on a Sunday? Yeah. Um, I'd say the crown jewel <laughs> in my way of how I, how I come on Sunday mornings, the healthiest, like how I am in a healthy position on Sunday mornings is that, uh, the crown jewel is Sabbath, mm. um, is mm. uh, every Monday I take a Sabbath and it is the rest day. It is the put AirPods in and go play in the flower bed day. It's, <laughs> it's the take a nap day, all these different things. And, um, the obvious answers are, you know, get in scripture. Yeah. You don't, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. So dig around and find some stuff out, you know, um, community questions. I, uh, I, I try to surround myself with the community that, uh, uh, my inner circle, if you will, I call it my council, uh, of people that, um, are my people. Those are the ones that I process the big questions. Those are the ones that I question, you know, stupid stuff. And then they're like, well, that's stupid. Don't think like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can let it go. Um, and, um, weirdly enough, music for me throughout the week and stuff, isn't the primary go-to as far as worship. It's, it's usually communicative with, with Christ specifically, um, it's, it's conversations, it's questions. And then it's, um, like I said, it's like bringing those questions and concepts or whatever I'm wrestling with or whatever I'm fatigued over and stuff like that with people whose opinions and stuff that I genuinely value and that I feel like Christ has put in my life specifically for a specific purpose. And I do counsel one time, uh, once a week, every single week, um, with our lead pastor, Jared Callahan. Yeah. Uh, and I'm able to bring a lot of that stuff to the table. And, um, I, like I said, I'm an external processor. So, um, a lot of stuff I will wrestle with internally and then I can't get rid of it until I get it out. Yeah. So, um, there, there is a, a tremendous weight to being a pastor in any capacity. Um, I can speak only as a worship pastor. Um, there is a, there's a duty and a responsibility to how I steward my week that prepares me for my Sunday morning. And it isn't just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. It's like, I do put a lot of structure into my week. Uh, like I said, like the one-on-one, um, uh, every Friday at 11. And then, uh, my Sabbath is, is very important. Um, converse, like I said, conversation, I'm just repeating myself, yeah. but anyway, it's yeah. like, it does actually take a lot of intentionality to stay healthy, to prepare yourself for Sunday. Because like you said, um, it is absolutely, it's not for us on Sunday morning. We are not worshiping 
like an intimacy because like my my way of worship is not going to be running all around on stage like I do on Sunday. It's going to be in a different manner like I listed beforehand. And so that's more of like a teaching opportunity, a pouring out, if you will, um, that is trying to, I don't know, bring a little light Mm -hmm. into a group of people's individual lives and circumstances, et cetera. Yeah. I, uh, I've kind of adopted the, uh, Sabbath on Monday type of deal. Uh, I feel like loosely anyways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, throughout the week, I like just doing chores or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, stuff I need to do around the house or even like here at the church, whether it's, uh, I have to fix whatever issue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into your I hole just, is what I usually yeah, call it. It's like, he yeah. just goes into like a trance and he goes into his hole. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. When, that, that's when the ADD hyper-focus yeah. comes hyper-focus. in handy. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll come up here and, I, and like, he'll be like, the, the stage will be completely black and I'll kind of see like some movement and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, Kyle's out there doing something. Yeah. Hey, bro, what's up? And he's like, oh, I'm just working on something. I was like, how long have you been up to here? Uh, I guess like six hours now. I just been kind of yeah. like, <laughs> like, He's scurrying around yeah. everywhere. Like, what yeah. are you working on? Just, just some things. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just some things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so throughout doing all that, uh, uh, most of the time for me, it's just like plugging in headphones and just mm-hmm. just have like – a worship album that I'm really feeling that week or just like a worship playlist that I randomly find and I'm like, Oh yeah, I like this song. Oh, I like this song. Save that. Um, uh, so sometimes it's that. And then, uh, also just, yeah, just getting some quiet time, uh, to myself just, just at my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time that's on like a, like the like the Mondays, really just keeping it chill at the house mm-hmm. and doing something that stuff. comes to mind that I think is relevant is sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like we want to miss being up on that stage. We want to miss being engaged. Yeah. We want to miss that holy presence of seeing life change happen in somebody's eyes when we're able to view it from our vantage point of, mm-hmm. of like, you know, we're able to look and see what's going on with people, maybe not in their minds or anything, but on their faces, they're telling a story. Yeah. And so for me, for me, and it sounds like kind of similar to what you're saying, it's mm-hmm. like if there has to be opportunities and there has to be intentionality to disconnect Mm-hmm. from the grind of that or, or the weight that it is to be a pastor. There has to be, even yeah. if it's like, honestly, even if it's like two hours of like, at this point, you know what I'm going to do? I am only Trevor the gardener. The healthiest way of connection is making sure that you have a little bit of disconnection as yeah. far as like leader, this leadership yeah. Yeah. concept goes. Yeah. And I think your plants to me is, audio stuff absolutely (laughs) which is so funny because it doesn't seem like it would be like that big of a disconnect uh but also for me i like the uh meticulousness of doing like little things uh one at a time absolutely uh, to make something better yeah and uh so so yeah that's that's kind of my disconnect is uh routing and uh audio and all that fun stuff Yeah, I know part of, like, doing something meticulous. I was actually just listening to a podcast about 
how it's weird how having the hyper focus on something can actually like uh like it's taking up a lot of space in your mind but it's also letting you only think about that one thing Mm -hmm. so you're not having to focus on like everything else that's going on in the world so it clears your mind in a weird way by like filling up space in your mind absolutely and like that's how like uh like skateboarding is for me so like i've been like going to like honor heights and just like skating around and stuff it's like this thing where it's like i can't not focus on it because i will like fall and bust my face that's good so like i have to focus on it and like uh anyways i've i've noticed getting time in like that for me gets me ready for like the rest of the week absolutely so um that's cool y'all said that because i've been that's cool it's like it just it like like you said it it empties it empties your like i don't know i i feel like i'm a very overthinker kind of person Mm -hmm. and i have to have those hyper focused moments like he was talking kyle was talking about like i have to have the meticulous like messing with chords and messing with audio engineer stuff i have to have those moments so that i am able to be of some worth (laughs) later when things are when it's external chaos going on or external multi I don't know, multi, multifaceted things happening or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy because I, I used to skate all the time. Um, not like, I can't do tricks or anything. I just like cruising around. And uh, this, and I've never, I haven't made it a priority until like this summer kind of. I've been like, okay, once a week I'm going to go do it. And it's like, it's only 20 minutes out of my week, mm. but it makes such a big difference, a difference in like mm. the mental yeah. clarity wow. I have absolutely. and like the drive I have to do things for like the rest of the week. And I think in that time like i would consider that worship like normally oh, yeah. i'm listening to worship music so like you know like yeah. but like it's like in that time i'm just kind of like putting some time where i'm like it's just me and jesus we're just chilling and i'm just yeah. gonna like skate around and like talk to jesus and Absolutely. it ends up it's crazy yeah. like the amount of difference that can make so if i am a let's say i'm an, i'm new to faith mm-hmm. right and like specifically in a, a worship experience if i'm uncomfortable if i'm like the kind of the person's in the back that's kind of like observing kind of looking around like kind of like what is going on <laughs> um is there like a step do you think that i can take to kind of like uh like if i'm if i'm opening if i'm open to the possibility that this could be a thing what's a good like what's an easy first step for me to take um, I will, the advice that I will give is what I give to people that I start working with, um, brand new into like, like a sing, like I'll use a singer as an example, like, like, hi, I can sing a little bit. I want to become a worship leader. My advice is walk before you run. Um, so if you come into a worship experience, um, we actually, we actually create our worship set list accordingly for the the entire room, not just the people that know Jesus, but the people that are coming in and like, I think I want to know who he is. What's he about kind of yeah. thing. So Jen Johnson proposed a concept that I just stuck to and I have applied and I will keep doing so until something different changes. Yeah. Um, but she's, she builds the set list according to the room. So the people, like I said, the people that are, they're new to faith and they're still, they're trying to figure out like, is God good? Who is God? What's he about kind of thing? And that's usually the first song that we start with something very palatable, something easy concepts of God is good. God is faithful. Those, those kind of concepts and stuff. And as the, as the set list progresses and so to speak, your heart softens from how you walk into the door to the end of the set list, it gets deeper. You get into those another in the fire highlands as you find me, you know, those kind of, those kind of songs, those more, more meaty songs and stuff like that. So, um, one, one thing I took upon myself to do as a worship pastor here when I first started was I had, two conversations every single Sunday with different people 
um, throughout our um, congregation. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know, like, what's worship to you? What stands out? What's some things that you don't like? Like, what what are some songs that you like, et cetera, and stuff. And what something I left with is that you can't all you cannot assume everybody even understands why we worship or yeah. what worship mm. is or why are the lights turned off? Why are there lights? Why are there, why is the music like this? Why don't we just like, why don't we watch a video? Like, yeah. you know, there's all kinds of questions that we just take for granted. Um, and so it is, it is a requirement and a duty, I think, as a worship pastor to know, like you're, you're supposed to know the sheep. You're supposed to know your people. Yeah. And mm. if I'm only catering to 10% of the people that love the songs, like As You Find Me, that are super wordy and deep concept and it's a meat song, well, then 90% of the room is sitting there like, like, well, no wonder they look so stoic and they don't know what's going on. It's because they have no idea what the crap you're talking about. And so <laughs> so the duty of a successful worship service is how you structure that worship set. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think being open is probably the biggest thing. Like, if you come into a worship set and uh, you're even just open to the fact, like, you're probably going to get something out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it seems like just a, just a simple, like, oh, okay. So everything's going to change. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, it definitely starts with just like that small step of just That's being so open. Yeah. Just open. Come, yeah. come with questions. Don't deny your questions. Absolutely. Don't, don't think that your questions are, I don't know, like, don't think that they're a bad thing. If you're like, I want to know what the heck you're talking about in that song, or I yeah. want to know why Why do you guys look so excited, or, or why are you guys, like, even sometimes, why are you guys so emotional on stage? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and for me, it's like never, I don't know, just never settle for assuming you should know more than you do. Yeah. And and grab, grab, grab me, grab Kyle, you know, and then and, and in your own mm -hmm. churches and stuff as it, like, grab your worship pastor, grab your pastor, whoever you see as in a spiritual authority in that moment, um, grab them and be like, okay, like, I want to know what you know, because it seems like, you know, something that I don't kind yeah. of a thing. Why is this more yeah. important? Um, but yeah, never assuming I, I, like I said before, going back to like, I had to go have a bunch of conversations with people in the room because I had grown up with like, well, of course, this is the concept of why we worship. I didn't even know that I had to t say that. But yeah. there's a lot of people that I found out that they viewed the worship experience as something to observe. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. watching us on yeah. stage worshiping and getting their cup is getting filled, yeah. but they're, they don't realize that they themselves can part participate in worship. So they don't, mm -hmm. they, the concept of like, I've waited all week to worship Sunday morning and now I can finally taste that, that freedom, taste that, you know, like the chain's gone, the whatever you want to call it, kind of like, and taste those moments. Yeah. And it's like, actually, I'm going to tell you something's going to blow your mind. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you can take that home with you and it, you're just as capable as we are. We're just, a, we're just teaching. Yeah. We're just, we're just guiding. We're just starting the fire on a Sunday morning to be able to, you know to be that extra little level of inspiration, if you will. Yeah. yeah. There's good. no secret code. <laughs> yeah. I know for me, uh, one of the things I started to try to do was just like pay attention to the lyrics. Mm. Like when the lyrics are on the screen, like actually I started like reading the lyrics, yeah. like, and just kind of like trying to like, I don't really, 
know what to do. I don't know how to worship. I don't know how to engage in this, but like, I'm just going to start trying to pay attention to like what this sure. is and like see what God looks like to these people. Cause Absolutely. they're, they're singing this. They must believe it. And, uh, through that, you kind of get to, you kind of get this expectation for who God is. Absolutely. Like you, you hear uh, songs like another in the fire and you're like, Oh, I serve that God. Yeah. Like this is the guy we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about the God yeah. that's, that's there with me. Yeah. Oh, like, um, or like Highlands. It's like, Oh, like this God is apparently good enough that someone decided even when I'm in the valley, mm-hmm. it's worth it's uh, is a he's God that worth praising. Yeah, at all times. he's that. Yeah. Ex- yeah, he's always there. Yeah, and you might not believe that at first, but just really just reading the lyrics and and kind of trying to get a grasp of like, oh, this is what these people believe. That was my first step. Yeah, and so yeah, um, so it's cool. kind of a and it does it's not a it doesn't doesn't feel that uncomfortable because like no one can tell that you're reading. It Absolutely, doesn't, it doesn't feel like throwing your hands up and jumping. So Absolutely. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so, something that comes to mind too, I'll add on is is a worship experience is both black and white and color. Mm. Um, so when I, what I said, what I mean, but when I say that is like, you think of black and white as like, it's just structure. It's devoid of emotion. It's like, these are the black and white facts. Yeah. So God is who he says he is. The lyrics, yeah, yeah, if absolutely. you will, like, yeah. like these are, these are the written accounts of somebody's testimony or experience with Christ. The music is yeah. the color yeah. that's the emotion that's the movement that's the well how did the story end i'm right. either left on a cliffhanger or i have gratification of like there's resolution at the end kind of a thing but that but the marrying of the two of like the structure of like here's the facts of christ but here's here's the color aspects of the real life moments of the testimony of these stories like another in the fire or highlands or all the songs that we've talked about thus far it's like you have those moments where this is scripturally sound this is the black and white this is what scripture says is true and then you have also those moments of like like i was talking about those little sassy moments and whole heart of like look where my chains are it's like well trev mcvain's not written in the bible by name right but I am one of the ones that he died to save. And so my chains are broken because of him. Yeah. Here's the real life color of my personal aspects to that specific testimony. Anyway, I feel Absolutely. like that's relevant. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is a good place to end this thing. This has been a long episode and I'm so excited about it. I'm really... <laughs> I'm, I've really enjoyed talking to you guys and I really appreciate y'all Thanks being here today. Us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want this to be a more regular thing. So Ooh, this is be super cool. Do y'all have anything else y'all want to say before we end this thing? Thanks for having us. This was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. I feel honored. Um, this was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, love all you guys listening and, uh, Y'all take care. Share and subscribe. Yeah, Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, If you're listening to this on Spotify, there will be a question down below. It's probably going to have something to do with worship, so go right on there and answer that thing. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for always listening and for uh, checking out the podcast. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate it, y'all.